0: hi and hello everybody. What's up? Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Ranting and Reviewing. I am your host, Andrew. If you're new to the podcast, let me give you a little brief rundown of the show. Uh, I typically rant about something that just deserves to be ranted about that gets me going. Not in that way. Well, maybe one day, but not today. It just gets just really grinds my gears. You know I like to say that a lot. Shout out to fucking Family Guy. Yeah. That's where I heard that for the first time. Um, and then I review uh, a random movie selected by the Every Movie app. Typically, do a little asterisk because asterisk. I'm moving on because um, sometimes I like to just pick a movie, watch it, and review it. That's newer, newer aspect to the show and. This this uh, this episode is one of those movies I chose to watch. The Lighthouse, um, so I'll get into that later. But first, I got to do a little housekeeping. I got my uh, got my rag here. Do a clean, little cleanup. So make sure you're checking out my other podcasts. I've got two other ones. Let's go to the library with my boy Sean. We we go over discographies of artists and we we have a good time doing it. Um, Got a couple episodes in the in the work or locked up in the old just ready to go soon. Um got seven out now, so plenty to listen to. And then you got Babbling on Podcast. A hundred and thirty seven episodes out right now. You have more than enough to get you going. It's a good time. If you want to skip the beginning, I totally understand we were we were completely new we were complete newbies. I sound like one right now, so I apologize for that. I'm just I'm kinda amped up. I don't know why. But Babylon Podcast I watched The Lighthouse because we typically run brackets over there um, 16 seeds head to head on our Instagram You can follow us at Babylon Podcast to vote Because um, this week's bracket is A24 movies The Lighthouse is one of them It was one of the few on the list that I hadn't seen So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it And I'm going to review it here um, two, two stoned birds, as one might say um, Let's go to library It also has an Instagram It's exactly that Follow us uh, good time and ranting and reviewing has a Instagram if you want to follow me there um, I do post I don't, I don't know why I've never said this before but I do post um, scores of things I'm watching that don't get episodes like I don't give you a reason for the score or anything like that I just give you my my thoughts via score and so something to something to look forward to on the Instagram it's not just I don't you know I don't know just follow me there as well um so this week's rant is about being late, or being a habitual late person, kind of ties into the movie, so I figured let's get it off my chest, because I fucking hate when I'm late, and I hate when I'm late because of other people, and I hate when I'm late because of other things, and I hate when you're late. It's, it's so annoying to be late all the time, and I understand things do happen. Like I said, I've, just now, I hate when I'm late, but it does, I, like, I can't hate something that doesn't happen so clearly it does happen but um so when you're one of the people that are just late all the time how I don't understand because if you're being late that means that a time was set and if a time was set then that means you knew about it or you should have I guess that would fall under one of the categories of not like like there being a reason for it or whatever but that's I'm not I'm not giving you that cop out I'm not giving late people that cop out take that back So a time has been set, clearly, or you can't be late. So if you're late and a time was set, how do you let that happen? You, I know how. You procrastinate, and I don't know if that's because you're lazy or if you just don't care about other people, you don't want to be respectful. I don't think it's like... I think it is one of the most disrespectful things you can do, but not in the way where, like, you deserve to be fucking fought or stabbed or... I don't know. I'm going a little dramatic there. Like, it's very disrespectful, but not like... I I can see relationships ending over it, but that seems to be, like, the end of the line, last straw kind of thing. I don't... That's kind of weird to say it's one of the most disrespectful things, but also not. I don't know. Shit happens. Whatever. But to do it constantly, is just means, like, you're putting it off. You're putting whatever you need to do off to get there, to get going, or whatever. And how do you... I just don't know how you're comfortable doing that. I get so... I I don't want to I don't want to say anxious, but that's probably the best way to describe it. I get so anxious when I'm running late or I am late, and I don't know how people are just like meh. I mean, I know it doesn't ultimately change things. I mean, maybe it does in certain situations, but I think at the end of the day, being late, you're probably fine. So maybe like most people are like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm this isn't gonna be this isn't the end of the world, and it's probably a a healthy way to look at it. I just don't, and I don't know how other people are just like yeah, I'm running late. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, my biggest thing is, like, if the previews for, like, let's say a movie, we're going to the theater, and the previews have already started, and we're not in our seats ready to go, I'm probably pissed off. Like, that's running late to me. So, I know, I know, like, I I can have a different standard than most, but that, I don't, I don't know. This... (sighs) It's just kind of pissing me off just thinking about just being late or having somebody late or somebody making you late. You know, it's really just pissing me off the fact that that's that's a thing. Um, and maybe it's a casual setting and that's fine to be late. Honestly, I get it. If you say I'll be there around four, perfect. Like get there at four fifteen. But when you when you get past four thirty two, like that's just a slap in the face to me. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how people do it constantly. And I don't know how people put up with it. I typically don't. I think I'm pretty good at letting people know, like, don't be late. Or letting letting people know, like, that your lateness is affecting me negatively. Maybe I'm not, but I think I am. So, just as long as you speak up, it's probably fine. But, I don't know, I kind of just went all over the place there. Just don't be fucking late, you guys. Give yourself ample time. I can't stand it. I cannot stand it, clearly, um, yeah, that's really the, re- there's a quick one, baby, let's move on to the movie, like I said, it's The Lighthouse, 2019's The Lighthouse, it's directed by Robert Egg, uh, I believe it's Eggers, I don't know how else you would pronounce that, he's directed The Witch, another A24 movie, and he's got The Northman coming out, I believe that's his only, those are the only three that he's got, but. Seems like quite the catalog, because I love The Witch, and The Northman looks fantastic. Um, The movie starring Willem Willem Dafoe. uh, If you don't know who that is, that's mind-blowing, because he has been in 129 movies, and that's not including any of the TV work that he's done. 129, that's that's amazing. Uh, But he's best known, I think, for Spider-Man. The first time I ever saw him was in Platoon, personally. And he's, like I said, just got quite the catalog, so there's so many more movies I could I can name. Um, and then it's also starring Robert Pattinson, who, best known for Twilight, um, he's going to be the new Batman, he's in Tenet, got a good catalog himself. It's got a runtime of 109 minutes, a budget of $11 million, and it made $18.3 million at the box office. So, um, again, if you're new to the show, new to the the podcast... I like to break it down, positives of the movie, negatives, and then overall thoughts, and then I'll do a little score comparison at the end, right? So, let's start with the positives, because there's plenty of them in this movie. The cinematography was fantastic, and that's just, um, for those of you, I kind of had to look it up, because I had a brief understanding of it, but I really wanted to know what that meant. It's just making a movie, and everything that goes into making a movie, so, like, the thing that I noticed, like, right away was just seamless transitions that the director was using from scene to scene. It 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 was so fluid. It was so perfect. Like, he would go from shot to shot, and it didn't seem like it was cutting it to him, but clearly he was. And then the way he would make some of these shots, like, he had the overhead of the table that was really good. He has a, a few of, like, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson looking right into the camera and walking towards it, but... It really grasped like everything behind it, even though it was on this like really small screen. I don't know, I don't know the term like um, not screen, but really small frame. I don't know. He did a fantastic job with the cinematography on this, and then the fact that it was in black and white was the perfect choice. I think that was an easy choice because it's based in the 1890s. I guess I should have started there. I do this all the time. I am so sorry. the The, the plot of the movie is these two lighthouse keepers. Show up on the rock to to keep the lighthouse wickers w- that they're known as um Robert Pattinson is a new one He's got, he's getting into this new trade uh willem Defoe is the I don't know what the term the head light keeper he's in charge he tells Robert Pattinson what his duties are and then so they're supposed to be there for four weeks um about the rest the relief is late it's shitty especially in this situation and then they're there for. Who knows the amount of time because it's all about like the psychologicalness of the psychological aspect of being on this rock and, you know, just in general. Um, so, yeah, um, but the shot it was shot in black and white, which is perfect because it's 1890s New England. Um, where the lighthouse is. So, this is perfect. Um, the score is it stands out so well because it's so prevalent throughout the movie. It is it's a strong one. I feel like there's always music playing in the background or 85% of the time there is and it's very ambient. Is that a, a, a ambient? I don't know. It's for, the ambiance of the whole the whole black and white storm there's a, there's a storm throughout probably half of the film and then just alone on the rock it just it just sets it so well um and then the, I should have started here again man I'm all over the place like I said I'm kind of amped I really don't know why but the opening scene is um, it's 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 another tone setter just like the sound uh, or the score uh, it's just them getting dropped off and then um you, they just watch the boat, and it just goes, and it's pretty slow, just disappears, and then, bam, it's just the two of them, you know, really, really great, um, just really great tone to the film, it's just, it's just set, man, you know, it seems like to be a recurring theme on the pod here, is this the tone of the movie, which, I mean, that is the point of a movie a lot of the times, um, so... I'm glad that I noticed them. It's really a good thing. And then the pace of the movie. It's it's like a it's not quite a slow burn. It's like if you're cooking like soup and you put the oven on like four, four and a half, maybe five. It's just a slow burn, but it's like not slow where you're bored or wait like you're not gonna be there for that long, you know? It's just a great pace to the whole movie. Um just great just a great movie. Like, when it comes to the technical aspects of it. A couple of the negatives for me. um, I don't know if this was a thing. It probably should have been. Do you do compatibility tests when you're leaving two strangers on a rock? Like, maybe run that. Run who you're going to be with by the other person or vice versa. I don't know. See if it's going to work. Because it's a really rocky start for the two of them. Their relationship. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. They do kind of have their moments. But then again... I'll, I'd say it's like seventy percent of the time. Robert Pattinson is just, just, I don't know. Maybe hates Willem Dafoe. They're both named Thomas, so I'm I'm gonna keep. Li- li- um, oh, that might be a spoiler. Mm, apologies, but yeah. Um, so compatibility test like four weeks doesn't seem like that long. I'm sure it is, especially back then, especially in that setting. Let's see if they work together really well. A lot of the time, since like I said, the score is always pretty much on. I guess would be the term I would use it. There's always something in the background. A lot of the dialogue can be like inaudible. You don't really, you can't quite hear what they're saying, especially with their accents and then their um, lingo. I guess not quite lingo, just. The words that used back then were a little different. So it's it's kind of a, a mixture of all three things. Just makes it where, like, no clue what they're saying. And I'm stubborn. I don't use subtitles unless I absolutely have to. I, I think it takes away from the, like the, the movie itself. Like, you're going to miss something looking down there reading. Just a personal belief. Maybe we'll get into that sometime. I think I might have done subtitles, actually, as a rant. If not, it's on the list. Um, and then, even though the pace is really good the run or the yeah the runtime you kind of notice especially near the end because the end gets kind of hectic and you're like trying to keep up with it but also like you've been invested for hour 20 and it's just you kind of feel it but overall that's really that's really it the ending is is different i don't i don't hate the ending i wouldn't say i necessarily enjoyed the ending but i do not hate it whatsoever and it's just I, I really wanted to kind of understand what was going on, so I looked up. There's a there's a whole bunch of themes to the movie, or what we believe there are like themes to it. Mythology is a big one, and if you're not if you're not versed in mythology, you're kind of going to be like, what exactly was going on? But at the same time, they do a decent job of kind of bringing it together. Like the if you've seen the movie the the seagulls, you kind of understand like. They really they they have a starting point and an end point, and then the the middle is really up for interpretation, but they kind of like close it well enough um so that was those was the negatives of the movie overall I, I did enjoy it. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody because I can definitely see people disliking this movie um for for probably just those three reasons right there but if you look past those it's it's a pretty solid movie. I had a good time watching it um. Probably watch it again. It's one of those movies that I want to watch again to maybe I'll catch on a little bit more to kind of come up with my own interpretation of the end with a little knowledge of what others think of it. Um so yeah, I gave it a 7.7 out of ten. And let's compare that. IMDB 7.5 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes, 90% metacritic 83 percent, so i'm in the ballpark i think a few more people enjoyed it more than i did and i can see why but at the same time like i'm not quite uh the critic that some of these people are so i don't know whatever that means um so that's the show like i said check out those other podcasts thanks for thanks for listening thanks for hanging out and i'll um i'll see you guys next time